everyone, welcome to our podcast, F1 In Focus. It's hosted by two Aussie girls, I'm Jess. And I'm Mac. And we are obsessed with Formula One, we love motorsport in basically all forms, so we're very excited to bring this podcast to you and share our thoughts, any news, recaps, things like that. Have a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah should be fun. Alrighty, have we got an episode for you today? Brazil did not disappoint, very exciting race, don't know anyone who has a different opinion about that. No, it was a great race. I think one of the best all year. Yeah. I, I still think Silverstone takes the cake. Yeah. That had everything happen. Literally everything happened. Yeah, maybe. I enjoyed Silverstone and this was jam-packed with action as well. Though. It was. The whole field was getting into it. So, um, obviously the main points were Russell taking his maiden win, which was followed up with a Mercedes 1-2. Lewis backing him up. That was awesome to see. Long time coming for George, spending three years at Williams. Which was fine. Got experience. Love that for him. Yeah, that was great. And then we had a few little incidents. Not little. A few big incidents. <laughs> a few big and a few <laughs> little ones. Um, so we had Lando and Charles. You know, um, that was pretty much a racing incident. That yeah. Couldn't help that. And then Lewis and Max. That was more at fault. <laughs> Got into a bit of a scuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Daniel and K-Mag were at the start. Yeah. So. They had the biggest impact. They both DNF'd from yeah. that. Yeah. So that, that's a bit disappointing for both of them. And we had teammate fighting with Ocon and Alonso told not to fight very sternly. It kind of reminded me of, like, preschool kids. It was a bit funny. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that wasn't their intention. And then Max and Checo getting a bit heated, bringing up Monaco again. But we'll get into all that soon. This week's qualifying was full of surprises. It was very interesting and very exciting with yes. K-Max pole. Um, first ever first pole. ever pole, yeah. Obviously, starting in 2014, he's had 141 race starts. Whoa. And, yeah, imagine how he was feeling, like, when he got pole. Insane. Insane he, in the membrane. Yep. He said he's <laughs> never felt like this in his life, which is obviously so true. Like, yeah, I mean, it I, would be such a great feeling. I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, and obviously heaps of drivers got around him and congratulated him, which was really nice to see. Simply lovely. Simply lovely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so this means we've had four maiden pole positions earned this year. Yeah, so we've had Perez and then K-Mag, Russell and Carlos. They've all got in there. First maiden. First maiden? Maiden position <laughs> in this year. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, so in Q2, Verstappen led from Sainz by only nine thousandths of a second. Jesus. That is right down to the wire. The way <laughs> Exactly. The way they measure that would be insane. Like, yeah, as well. Wow. And then Leclerc in Q3 ended up on inches <laughs> somehow. I'm sorry, we shouldn't laugh, but that's just laughable. Oh like my God. How did how do you even think what was their I don't know. What was their, like, yeah, what was their motive? <laughs> Charles went, am I the only one on Inters? And they just like, kind of yes. said, yep, <laughs> confirmed. And that was it. That it was, was the end of it. So it wasn't like, like, sorry about that. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, we saw Russell lock up in turn five, which ended his session in the yeah. gravel. Yikes. Um, yeah. And then K-Mag got pulled from the pits. So that was yeah. great. That was very funny. That was so banging on his car. Yeah, exactly. His whole team was there, like, literally surrounding him. Yeah. I would have felt claustrophobic, to be honest. <laughs> so then, onto the sprint race, which was the third sprint held this year, I believe. Yeah. Um, probably the best one out of the year. Yeah. So Definitely. might change a few opinions out there about sprint races, considering there's six of them next year. <laughs> Have um, they been named which ones they are? I don't think we know where they'll be. Hopefully, Maybe if it's Australia. 
Oh my goodness. I don't know if it'd be happy or sad. Yeah, honestly, we'd have to wait and see. Because if it's like Brazil, it's great. But if it's like, where was it, Austria? Yeah, just bland. That's a bit bland. But oh well, changes it up a bit. Um, yeah, so in the sprint, we had some drama with Alpine and with Aston Martin. So Alonso complained over the radio, I lost the front wing thanks to our friend. He pushed me in turn four and then on the straight. And um, I don't know how Alonso is going to be dealing with Stroll. Yeah, he pushed his teammate off the track. Nothing against Stroll, <laughs> but like he's obviously not the cleanest driver out there. Um, so Alonso being upset at Ocon is a bit funny, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, Ocon did push him out in turn four, but then on the straight, I believe Alonso was partially to blame as well. So, yeah. Alonso just kind of talks and then kind of, like, doesn't back it up, but doesn't apologize for anything. He's like, yep, I said it. Move on. I said it. <laughs> Which I, I have no reasoning. <laughs> I respect. Like, move on. Um, yeah. So then Stroll also had an interesting, I suppose, defense strategy against Vettel with Vettel ending up on the grass. And what a chat. He just said, okay, over the radio. Yeah, no, rest of the show would be like, you know, what do, you know, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. A very big difference, <laughs> Import, where word? Between, <laughs> import. Between Alonso and Vettel, I guess, two champions holding it differently. But I suppose Vettel's retiring and he's, I guess he was kind of over it. He's like, yep, all right, move on. Let's yeah. Uh, yeah, and that was basically... The main things from the sprint race, the final lineup was Russell in pole, and then Carlos, Hamilton, Verstappen, and Perez. And then from 6th to 10th, it was Leclerc, Lando, Magnussen, Vettel, and Gasly. Okay, so for the race, we'll be covering it through teams. And the first one we'll be going through is obviously our race winner, Mercedes. So Mercedes had an awesome weekend out in Brazil. Before the race even started, honestly, I mean, Lewis was made an official honorary citizen of Brazil, which was lovely to see. Um, obviously there's a lot of support for him out there. There were murals painted, there was a giant gathering. And the fact that he actually has the ability to compare that ceremony to being knighted in one of the interviews, like, that's insane. Who gets to do that? That's crazy. Yeah, he's been very lucky and very talented to be able to get those opportunities. Yeah, exactly. He attempted Portuguese, which was sweet of him, (laughs) I suppose. (laughs) Um, yeah, and Mercedes, Mercedes, Mercedes ended up starting 1-2 due to Carlos's grid penalty, dropping him from 2nd to 7th. Yeah, and they showed great pace throughout the race. And, yeah, um, they both got away well from their from front row lockout. Two safety car starts as well. They knocked the restart out of the park, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> yeah, they waited, well-timed, and then Lewis was putting in solid lap times, leading for a bit after Russell's pit. All in all, great teamwork from them. Oh, and you know what I found funny? One of the commentators, I don't know if it was, like, Crofty or if it was Ted, but they were showing Russell on the phone after his win. And they went, oh, there's Russell on the phone with his parents. How nice. And then Russell turned the screen around and it was Toto Wolf <laughs> on FaceTime with him because Toto wasn't at the race. He was at home. And he goes, oh, it's Toto. Okay. <laughs> For our dad moment. It was so cute. I loved it. Um, yeah. And then the next team was Ferrari. A lot to say, but also not a lot to say about them, to be honest. Yeah, so they started P5 and P7, um, obviously with Carlos' grid penalty. Yeah. Um, pushed him back a little, but, you know, he ended up uh, winding it back, I guess. And... Yeah, I mean, he got to the podium. Yeah. So good on him. Both of them got away well, showed great pace, which was good to see after the whole Mexico thing where they seemed to be going nowhere. Yeah. And then, obviously, we had a three-stop race for both of them, I think it was. Um, and then... For, Ch- for Charles? I think it was for Charles. I think he had a three-stop as well. Oh, okay. Um, for so, Carlos, it yeah, was... Yeah, Carlos had a little tear-off stuck in his 
right rear, I think. Right rear, yeah, the braking. Um, yeah, in his brake. And, but yeah, he had a great comeback to secure a podium. Yeah, P3, that was awesome. Uh, Leclerc, on the other hand, had a bit of an unlucky start as well, a bit more, um, due to contact with Lando in the first few laps. So he dropped down to, I think, last 17th or 18th, because by then, K Mag and Danny were already gone. Yeah. So <laughs> gone. He That's down. so harsh. He... They, they were gone. Yeah, so he dropped down to 18th, but yeah, managed to make up. A few positions, I think, um, due to pit stops and, you know, getting through the field relatively yeah, quick. as well, yeah. And, yeah, great, grabbing some good overtakes. And then, in the end, um, Charles, over the radio, was asking if he could have positions switched with Carlos, which, I mean, I found a bit funny because Carlos was four seconds ahead of him um, and Charles was not gaining, so that was a bit funny. But he then explained, think about the champion positions uh, during the race over the radio. And I was like, um, Charles, Perez is nowhere near you. You'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> um, it turns out they're tied on points now. Yeah. I mean, Perez had his own issues coming into it. Yeah. So, yeah, I get why Charles asked, but I found it obviously reasonable that Ferrari said to him, like, no, we're not taking a podium off of Carlos, who has fought for it the whole way, just because you're four seconds behind. Like, I did not understand that. So. Yeah, I thought that was a little unreasonable, like him asking for that. Yeah. But then I read read about it after, and he said, "Look, we uh, discussed at the start of the race. Like, yeah. I thought if I had the chance, I would ask at least, you know. Yeah. So that's but fair enough. But at the same time, Ferrari yeah. weren't expecting Charles to end up in the wall either. Yeah. So that's a bit embarrassing for them. But yeah, they handled it well. I mean, I get why they didn't switch positions. It would have been pretty silly and dangerous to be yeah, honest. They would have just lost out. Yeah. So, Max and Checker had some drama at the start of the race. Yeah, Red Bull had a bit of a shocker today without dominating the entirety of the way, so... Yeah, but I think we'll look at Max and Hamilton's contact first. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was a throwback to last year. It was only last year, but, like, it was still pretty intense. Yeah, so Max kind of just, like, surrounded by the cars after. Yeah. <laughs> and Hamilton just, like, zoomed past the runoff, and yeah. I was like, yeah, go you. Hamilton had the freeway on the runoff, and Max was kind of like, oh, this car's around me. I can't take <laughs> off. So yeah. I found that pretty funny. And um, Max dropped down to P17 just ahead of uh, where, Charles was later on um, and then Max got handed a five second penalty which didn't seem to make a difference for him <laughs> no, the pit crew did not care they ended up having like a two second stop yeah they had a nose change, change nose change sorry. ten second um, stop yeah the nose change I mean he was held for five seconds or yeah, something and, the and then the nose yeah and then you gotta wait for the nose to be replaced before you can lift the car onto the jacks for the tyre switch which yeah. I'm not sure if he Switch tires, but if he did, that's even more impressive. Yeah. And then nothing really happened until the main... Main event. <laughs> main, yeah. Yeah, Perez and Max met near the midfield. So team order swapped Max and Checo around, and Checo gave no fight to it, was happy to move over, let Max go through. But I, yeah, think, I think he... he thought that he was going to get that back, eh? Yeah, probably. Um, and then Max honestly made like basically no progress, didn't really make up positions, didn't fly through. So Checo asked if he could have a position back so he could secure P2 in the championship, I suppose more comfortably because he and Charles were still quite close to each other, Charles being in t- P3. And Max was having none of it. <laughs> Pardon? P4. Oh, P4. <laughs> Disregard. But um, yeah, Max was having none of that. He repeatedly said, no, I've given my reasons, stop asking me. 
And we found out later on it was about Monaco, which I didn't even know about. Again, another throwback, like, <laughs> holding the grudge from back then. Exactly. So Perez had apparently admitted to deliberately have crashed during qualifying. So that was in Monaco when Perez, I don't know what he did, he spun just before yeah, the tunnel. I was kind of, not analysing, but looking at the clip a little bit of him, like his pole lap. The throttle release was quite strange. Yeah, the throttle release was earlier. And you can also see when he turned the wheel, he kind of yanked the wheel right a little bit. Yeah. You could see he was trying to do a donut. Yeah. So maybe it's subtle. Yeah. yeah. If you don't remember, it's when just before the tunnel in qualifying at Monaco, it was like the fourth or the fifth race of the season, um, Perez ended up sideways basically on the track and then Carlos coming through hadn't gotten the yellow flag for that sector yet because he was just behind him and Carlos nicked him and then ended up sideways on the track and then Alonso um, later on ended up spinning as well so it would have been a red flag anyway regardless of if Checo had done that or not yeah. but that was a mess of a qualifying that was a very yeah, interesting was. qualifying I remember the whole race was a bit of a mess honestly <laughs> yeah especially for Ferrari but yeah. we won't go into that this is about Brazil so um yeah max's final attempt at pole in monaco just didn't happen and checo ended up winning that race so i don't know why max brought it up again now but considering how sportive checo's been for him in the last couple of well this year and last year yeah. i mean last year was a lot more intense than this year's been but checo after the race made his opinion very clear and said i don't understand his attitude he has two championships thanks to me whoa I know. He went that there. Aggressive. Huh? He really he went. went there. <laughs> exactly. He held nothing back. I mean, fair enough. He was upset. Like, he was fighting the whole race. I mean, yeah, it was strange. I don't really know. I mean, I lost it. Not lost respect for Max, but I thought that was pretty poor form for yeah. him. Yeah. A lot of the fan reactions are that way, though. People are, like, slamming Max for that, saying, yeah, Checo's no, done like, so much for you. I think that comment that you showed me kind of put it all right in one little yeah. paragraph. He's yeah. just saying that being a two-time world champion now, you should basically act a bit better than that. Yeah, as a leader of a team. Yeah. But I suppose we'll see how that boils over in Abu Dhabi in the last race, uh, considering that's where he won the championship with Checo defending from Hamilton yeah. and the whole Michael Massey situation. Yeah. But Max won. He won fine. He raced well that year. Yeah. So now we'll move on to McLaren. Yeah. We had a little bit of a uh, failure day. <laughs> a bit of a doozy. <laughs> it didn't start out that way. I mean, the weekend was looking okay, apart from Lando obviously having food poisoning. And there were a lot of memes going around about Nick DeVries replacing yeah. Lando for a yeah. qualifying or a sprint or something. I don't think anyone thought Lando wouldn't be back for the race. But everyone's saying Nick DeVries is collecting teams. Like, it's yeah. like he's got like a precautionary seat fitting or something. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty funny. Poor Nick. I mean, he's on the grid finally next year. I didn't even know he was a reserve driver for them, to be honest. I didn't either. He was a reserve driver for like 14 <laughs> Reserve driver in general, the FIA reserve driver. Yeah. But, yeah, Lena recovered, so he got to the race. So Danny ended up taking out K-Mag on the first lap, um, but it kind of backfired. I mean, he didn't do it on purpose, but as Magnussen was spun round from being clipped in the right rear by Danny's front left near the wing, Magnussen spun, Danny kind of kept going, and then the rear of Magnussen's car slammed into the side pod of Danny Rick's car, and they both ended up in the grass. Danny Rick slid, hit the barrier in the grass. I mean, the Rolex signs flying everywhere. That was pretty funny. <laughs> um, yeah, effectively took them both out of the race. So that would have been pretty disappointing for K-Mag, obviously. Yeah, but it wasn't like a big impact. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. It didn't was... do too much damage. Like I think it. Yeah. 
not to them, but I think the damage limitation is just on the car. Yeah. Because it was like turn, it was a lap one incident. It was yeah. just ridiculous to try and then recover it after the safety car's been on. That was quite a long safety car as it well. It was. We went for two or three laps. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Orlando taking. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, no, you, you didn't take him out. That was a was... Bad, bad choice of wording. Um, but no, that, was, that was a racing incident. Yeah, I think. So he had contact um, with Charles. Yeah, he had contact with Charles, which resulted in Charles obviously just t- not. Tapping the barrier, pretty much. Smack the wall. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he, he, he didn't hit it hard enough to do too much damage. Yeah. He just had a little rear, rear wing. No, yeah. rear wing? Front wing. <laughs> yeah, front wing went into it. So um, Lando carried on just fine, kept racing, maintained, I think, P4 or 5. Yeah, and he got that. a five-second penalty, and then... <laughs> and then, adding on to that later, he had an electrical problem on lap 51. So... Pretty... Had to retire. Pretty laps to the end of the race, which is... 20 laps, was it? Yeah, because it's a 70, 75, I think, 71 or 75 lap race. So, I mean, I feel like if I was Lando and I was then going to have that electrical problem, I would want that to to just be taken out when I contacted Charles. Yeah. Like, to race on and then obviously be feeling sick and then retiring due to an electrical problem. I'd be so mad. Yeah. I would just be so disappointed. And but then, yeah. Lando calls the second safety car. Yeah. And then after the race, Lando basically said, like, I'm not just going to give up positions easily. Like, I'm going to fight for them. Yeah. And basically, they could have given each other a little bit more room, is what he was... Yeah, yeah. Danny said something like that as well. He said, originally, um, like, once he was out of his car, he said, oh, like, Magnuson didn't give me space. There was a gap there. And then I think later on, he just kind of looked at at it and was like, yeah, well, we went racing. Sorry to him. And then, I mean, they were talking right after before the safety car, so they're fine. Yeah. And then Alpine. On to Alpine. (laughs) The kettle of F1 teams. (laughs) Very interesting they are. Yeah. They had, like, a... It was a weird weekend for them, honestly, because they had ups and downs. I mean, Ocon topped the second practice out of nowhere. Yeah. I didn't watch that. I was asleep. Um, Because we're in Australia, so these things are, like, 3 a.m. for us, most of these things. Yeah, the race was at (laughs) 5. Yeah. A.m. That was okay. (laughs) But yeah, Ocon top second practice, and then in Park Ferme, his car just caught fire. <laughs> oh my god, that's insane! I saw Danny and Vettel just kind of looking on from a distance. Yeah, they were like, you know, <laughs> watching the side pot of flame. Yeah. I think that was from obviously contact with Alonso. Um, so that's a bit of an L for Ocon. That wouldn't have been impressive. And then in the race, the Alpines were pretty closely matched. Esper and Ocon and Fernando Alonso were told not to fight in mm. a very clear, serious cut tone, and they didn't. They didn't battle each other. Yep. They just raced. They were obviously beside each other for a lot. And then, yeah, Alonso qualified 17th after the penalties to the other drivers. Yep. Um, and stormed up to fifth, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that was very impressive. Yeah. Um, and then Alonso, oh. Sky Sports, said this was um, on the after the sprint. After sprint, I believe. He said that there's one more race and that's finally over, obviously referring to Ocon um, and uh. their relationship. Uh. So, yeah, they are not friends. Yeah, so Alonso basically shattered any thoughts about <laughs> friends. Gone. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, neither of them have a great history with their teammates. No. I think Ocon... I don't know, maybe he's a bit of an instigator, but, like, his teammates never seem to get on with him super well, apart from Danny, when he was at Renault. Yeah. And then Alonso seems to leave teams uh, 
in a bit of a depressing mood. He never says goodbye, like, super happily. Yeah. I mean, he was all right with Ferrari. I mean, when he was with Kimi, that was great. But with Massa, with Hamilton, with Ocon, like, with Van Dorn, it was just, it was big. Everything was happening. So, yeah, hopefully he does well with Stroll next year. (laughs) But one, we don't know. We do not know. On to Aston Martin, they had a fairly quiet race. Yeah, not a lot happened with them. Yeah, so for majority of the race, Vettel maintained um, in the top ten. Yeah, he ends up in podium position at one point. He was third. Yeah. <laughs> that was exciting. He seemed he seemed to be up in the podium positions a few times the last few races. Yeah, in Coda. Yeah. Oh, poor thing in Coda. We're not even going into that. <laughs> that pit stop was a mess. Um, but yeah, Stroll made five places up to gain a point for Aston Martin. Yeah, in P10. Um, in P10. And then he, Stroll also said that they were able to take chances, um, and that their fight for, uh, Al- with Alfa Romeo in the constructors carries on. Yeah. Um, to Abu Dhabi, and it's five points of difference, which is, um, very pretty, close. Pretty, pretty close, yeah. Yeah. It's going to go it's on. A battle. For, battle for six. Sixth, yeah. So whoever wins out obviously gets sixth, the other gets seventh. And the other is Alfa Romeo. And they had a pretty calm race. Uh, there's honestly not much to say about them. Uh, no DNFs, no electrical issues, no crashes, which was good to see because they've had a bit of an up and down year with yeah, that. I think Bottas got a few points. He drove pretty well just on the I don't think, I don't know. Points? I'm not sure. I don't think he did. But still a quick fact check. Yeah, quick fact check while I carry on. So Joe and Bottas started 13th and 14th and made their way up and down the grid. Bottas was in the points for a while. Joe never really reached the points contention. Yeah, but they had a pretty calm race. Not much really happened. Yeah, so Bottas got ninth. Oh, he came ninth. Yeah. Lovely. He got two points. That's great. And all eyes for them are focusing on the final race for the yeah. constructors. Then we have AlphaTauri. <laughs> um, they didn't have a happy race. So Gasly's was pretty uneventful, other than the five-second penalty for speeding in the pit he's lane. He's getting handed penalties and penalties. I can't feel bad for him. He's just getting handed so many penalties. He's being slammed. <laughs> I know. They got mad at him for speaking up in Japan. Like, nah. I mean, a few things, yeah, okay. If you're speeding, you'll get a penalty and stuff. But he's actually... Gasly has 10 penalty points at the moment. Yeah, they- but they haven't been added on from the penalty that he's got. Like the five-second penalty that he got from this race. Yeah, but they're not. That's not a penalty point. Isn't it? No, okay. that's just a five-second penalty. My bad. Penalty. All right. So, I mean, if that was a penalty point, <laughs> I would honestly... Yeah, that would be insane to give a penalty point for that. Um, Unless it's happened, like, every race of the season, really. Then it's fair. Yeah, so he only needs two points until he's going to race ban, but yeah. obviously that's only how we'd have to go. I remember I saw a rumour, and it, I mean, there's a reason why they're called rumours, but it was like, oh, yeah, he's going to deliberately do something to get the two penalty points, so then he misses out a race in this end of the year so he doesn't miss any with Alpha and I'm like, no, he's not. Are you joking? Why would he do why would he do that? Why would he deliberately get penalty points? It's bad one in terms of less racing for him. Two in terms of the team and three in terms of a reputation. To be like, oh yeah, I got a race ban by the way guys. Twenty twenty two drivers are still getting race bans. <laughs> and then Haas, um they no. had a very surprising Yuki. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh poor Yuki did you forget? You can't see him. It's too short. <laughs> you, I mean, honestly, FAA forgot about Yuki as well. So he was the only lapped car not allowed to unlap himself, like themselves. So both Williams, Albon and Latifi were unlapped. Yuki was not in the mix. His number never even came up on like the... The can pass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Uh, and we didn't get a reason for that. They didn't explain it. Maybe there's one by now, but nothing on the race or post-race was given. So he spent the last part of the race completely lapped by the entire field. Yeah. So that that would have been just disheartening, very disheartening. Now we can move on to Haas. Yes, now we can move on to Haas. So they had a very surprising weekend, um, <laughs> obviously. That's to say. K-Mag got pole. <laughs> um, and Mick ending up dead last, which oh. is the whole... Um, Grid was in a Mercedes heart sandwich, heart sandwich. Um, which was funny. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't... Uh, safe to say that doesn't happen, let alone happen often. That just doesn't happen. Yeah, if the driver gets a penalty, then they usually don't. Imagine you get a penalty and then you end up like, oh, by the way, you did something really courageous when moving up to pole. Can <laughs> you imagine God. if that were ever to happen? I mean, oh God, you got to do something. you got to, like, save someone's life or something. I don't know what you have to do for that. <laughs> yeah, you save his life. We're just going to give you, like, 50 points in the championship. Yeah, here you go. Good Samaritan points. <laughs> Half points for that. Imagine. So then Magnussen dropped to eighth in the sprint, which is a little disappointing, but, you know. And Mick climbed to 12th, so they both moved they eight both positions moved. towards each other. Very yeah. cute. <laughs> um, and then K-Mag's race obviously ended on the first lap, which Aww. was a bit disappointing. But, um, you know, it's racing, yeah. Yeah, that was a contact with Danny. But, I mean, honestly, I didn't know K-Mag was going to be able to maintain his position in the points regardless since he'd started eighth. Yeah. Um, And um, Mick was in the points for a little bit, but he ended up finishing 13th. Yeah. Um, That's all right. But yeah, it's alright. He's had he's had a decent season. We still have no news though. I know. I I I want him to stay. I like Mick. I like Mick. I mean, in I don't really have much of an opinion on how he's how much he's proved you know himself in F one. I mean, last year was a disaster, but both like he didn't have a teammate to rely on either. He had Mazaspin, so. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's what I mean. I'm not even trying to be rude. That's his name. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, Mick didn't get any points there. His first points came in Silverstone this year. Uh, so that was obviously on the up, but he's had a few like crashes and they've been major crashes. Like in Monaco, the car split in half. And oh, in Japan. Saudi, wasn't it? Where the car in Chloe? Yeah, but in Monaco, it also split in half. So that wasn't good. So, yeah, I don't really know what's in store for Mick. Um, hopefully he can stay on the grid. I have nothing against Nico Hulkenberg, but I feel like he's definitely had his chance. Yeah, that's that's fair. He um, raced a while and he had a lot of support. Um, and he, like, never got a podium. I mean, he was in a Renault, but he never got the podium or anything like that. And he didn't make... I feel like he didn't make enough of an impression to be like, please, replace me, because, like... Yeah. Or replace him with me because I mean he's not super young and he doesn't have like this new wealth of experience to bring in so I'm not sure but hopefully we get some news soon because they're leaving it very very late like silly season ended a long time ago yep so yeah and then a bit of an uneventful weekend for Williams yeah rounding off our team recap there's not much to report to be honest I mean good clean driving from both Albon and Latifi they didn't have any struggles or anything um but yeah. pretty much no movement from their grid positions to be um, honest yeah. yeah not not much else really happened In other exciting news, we have 
a bit of feedback from our junior drivers. So Enzo Fittipaldi, grandson of Emerson Fittipaldi, two-time world champion, has just recently become a full Red Bull junior driver and will be competing for Carlin in F2 next year. So he debuted in F2 2021 and then said, it is a great honor and a very important step in my career to join the Red Bull family. So that's very exciting for him. Um, Horner, Horner, no, Helmut actually mentioned like a little jab at the other races and said some of the junior drivers will not be continuing after 2022. So, right. But they've not announced who they're cutting, if they're cutting anyone. I mean, I don't know if he's just saying that to stir the pot a bit. Yeah, he or does to, that. <laughs> or to get them to really like, you know, I suppose focus with like a threatening of, no, oh, you might not be kept. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that will be very interesting to see when that comes up. And then we've got Logan Sargent. Yeah. Um, he's looking to gain enough points for his super license. Um, obviously, he's done a few practices for... <laughs> yeah, I think he's done three so far, including Brazil's free practice. So he needs enough super license points to join the grid next year for Williams. This kind of concept sort of happened in and around when Max joined F1 because people were saying, well, he's 17, why is he in F1 already? Yep. And others were saying, look at his records, that tells you why. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I don't think he's very far off getting the points in the Super Licence, but, um, yeah, obviously he still needs a few more. So he's their reserve driver at the moment, and he raced in Albon's car in the second free practice. And I think he'll be doing a practice in Abu Dhabi as yeah, well. Yeah, FP1. I don't know who he'll be, if he'll be replacing Latifi or Albon for that one. Yeah, we'll find out soon, I guess. Yeah, and he said, I can't wait to keep progressing with the team and building on the experiences I gained in Austin and Mexico City. So then if he competes in FP1 for Abu Dhabi, that'll be his fourth free practice session yeah. for the one team. Wow. I thought they only have to do two. They do only have to do two. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's getting experience. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's going to be a... He's going to... Uh, do well in Abu Dhabi to get his super license. Yeah, because he'll be actually racing there. Yep. As well. In F2. Yep. Yeah. I wonder if he will. That'll be interesting to see as well. Yeah. And then also leading in for Abu Dhabi, Danny Rick has a three place grid penalty due to the Magnuson incident. <laughs> yeah. So that contact. So that's obviously a bit disappointing fair. for him, but yeah. I do understand it. Yeah, that's a fair penalty. And I think hopefully he'll be able to, you know, don't take too much impact from it. Yeah. I mean, considering it might actually be his last race in F1. As sad as that is to say, I yeah. feel like it's coming. Yeah. So um, to then have that three-place group penalty would be a bit disappointing for him. But there's not much else you can do, really. Yeah, Abu Dhabi's coming up. That'll be very exciting. So all in all, very exciting race, um, at least in my opinion. They had a lot going on. We had a lot to talk about. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, and I've enjoyed it, I think. We've got a lot to talk about in the next few weeks, especially yeah. with Abu Dhabi coming up and... Hopefully some driver movement with the news. Yeah. Or maybe some not driver movement, depending on your point of view, if you're hopeful or not for that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Abu Dhabi will be very interesting. I'm keen to see if everything's sorted itself out within Red Bull with Checo yeah, and Matt. that'll be interesting. I mean, I think, honestly, I don't want to be dramatic, but if Lewis wins in Abu Dhabi... That would be insane. That would be great. I don't know who you're a fan of. I don't mind. But Lewis winning in Abu Dhabi would be, like, massive. That would be... I don't know if it would be a statement, but I feel like it would do a lot for him. 
Yeah, and also be back-to-back wins for Mercedes. Yeah. And he'd have his first win of the season. So he's the only driver ever to have won at least one race every season he's competed in. And that might be ending this year. And that's a record to have, so... Yes, it is. Oh, my God, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Max just broke the record for most wins in a season. Uh, it was 14, I believe. Now it's 15 or 16. I did not know this was back-to-back races. Sorry, I just had to put that there. <laughs> yeah, I just checked. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, but, yeah, Max, 14 or 15 wins in a season. 14 was the record, so I believe he's got 15 now because he didn't. He would have been 16, I think, in Brazil. Yep. But it didn't happen for him. Could have happened. Did not. But, yeah. So, Abu Dhabi's very exciting. We're very keen to bring that kind of recap to you. Any other news we've got. And then we'll do a review of that one as well. We hope you've enjoyed. Thank you. Bye from Jess. Bye from Mac. (laughs) See you next time. Yep. (laughs) Yep.